I'm a pioneer. I'm an explorer. I'm a human, and I'm coming. I'm animated. I'm alive. My heart's big. It's got hot blood going through it fast. I like to fight, too. I like to eat. I like to have children. I'm here. I got a life force. This is a human. This TC and Jake. It is TC and Jake. Jake, you sent me a text message and said, play this at the start of the show. Did you mean like five minutes in or did you mean now? Uh, it doesn't really matter. It's a, a clip that is definitely going to have six billion retweets by the time everyone else hears this, but it just got posted to the internet like 15 minutes ago. Yeah, right now it has six retweets, although 1.7 thousand views, which is confusing. I guess the video <clears throat> probably comes from somewhere that has more retweets than that. But Yes, that's correct. It is, uh, it is. And, but it is and it was and it is. So I want you to uh, watch this. Now... Uh, I think that the audio alone will suffice. I've already watched it five times in the 15 minutes it's been up. So this is uh, one of my favorite things to do, which is just to have TC watch something and uh, react to it in, uh, in real time. Okay. When that would be, it's going to be a long time. Anthony, thank you. We do want to mention one person who was singled out today by Governor Murphy. This young man that you're looking at right there, 26-year-old Jack Allard. We profiled him last month, Michelle Charlesworth, with a powerful story. Uh, he's a former Ridgewood High School lacrosse star and two-time All-American. was in a medically induced coma after coming down with a virus after spending time on a ventilator and five full weeks in the hospital. The governor today announcing that Jack has died. It was a long oh, month, buddy. but slowly Jack rebounded. And last Thursday, he was clapped out by the doctors and nurses who saved his life as he walked out of the hospital. Yeah, just to be clear, that was the footage they were showing you as they said he died. Yeah, that's, that's... exactly right. You might want to back it up a little bit because, and then put your fucking seatbelt on. Okay, okay. Yeah, so just to, to, to give the listeners the full picture, <laughs> when I'm hearing the news that he died, what I'm seeing is him uh, hugging his family, looking great. Better than ever, I would say. He must have taken I've... a turn for the worse afterward. We'll see. It's in the hospital. The governor today announcing that Jack has died. It was a long month, but slowly Jack rebounded. And last Thursday, he was clapped out by the doctors and nurses who saved his life as he walked out of the hospital. For Jack and for the hundreds more who have left our hospitals, we are hopeful and optimistic. I feel horrible. Jack is very much alive. Jack, we love you. And the story Michelle did brought so many people closer to you and your story closer That's to better. all of us again. Jack is alive and back home. He has come home, not in the figurative sense, but in the quite literal sense. And my deepest apologies for that. I was just misread everything and I apologize, but mm -hmm. he is alive and we are grateful for that. Yeah, it's so good to hear <laughs> yeah, all me of those too, success man. stories. And I'm sure that smile he had in that picture is even brighter right now. Well, that's so... <laughs> that is that an exceptional win. recovery. Because <laughs> he's Congratulations laughing at you. To her. <laughs> that might be the worst one I've ever heard in my life. I mean, I think it'd be worse if it was the reverse, like you've done. Yeah, that's true. And it was, you know, in my case, it was a baby. Yes, yeah. So so the worst one I've ever heard, I would say that one. <laughs> 
That's true, but mine didn't have video where that would have been like if they were if we had a, a video component. I don't know. You might call it television where the baby was being stabbed, and I'm like, yeah, yeah there's nobody dying in, in the story, voiceover. Bro. It's like baby's fine. <laughs> it's just getting stabbed again. And you're like, no, no, yeah. it's good. Still, no, still good. <laughs> Definitely still good. That's a different baby. Yeah. I don't know why they're using that footage. This yeah. baby's fine. No emotional he, connection to that one. <laughs> he went in full uh, eulogy mode while the clapping was happening. Yeah. Like, I, I agree with his assessment that he didn't do any of that right. Jack has died. Like everything else in what he said. That's why I was so <laughs> shocked. Like it's all building towards like... Hey, but at least we got this cheery news. And he's like, "What? Well, no, the fucker's dead. And I'm like, ah, it's hard to take. So I'm, I'm glad that we're back on good footing. That, oh. That's what I wanted from, yeah. from everything. It's just for Jack and especially those two ladies he was with in the picture they were showing to all be doing super healthy. Yep. And, uh, and I'm sure Jack's smile is as big as it's ever been. Yeah. Because yeah. he's a fucking meme now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was he's big for Jack. <laughs> He's going to be getting the Undertaker Rises gifts sent to him for the next 10 years of his life. <laughs> did you, uh, did you, I, I assume you did. did. Did you hear the audio of Dan's daughters talking to him about uh, Anne Frank at the dinner table together? Oh, yeah. I got to hear that pre-air. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just, it just I, I listened to it and thought of you as you're saying that uh, Jack's going to be a meme now. Like, you're... you're years long contention that what you're trying to do is not become a meme i've just i've never felt that anything was more um just unattainable just what what a silly thing to be worried about you're dead already dude i know especially if you have kids and i think especially if you have a daughter like your your son will just be fucking mean to you yeah and maybe like try to fight you or something but girls are just Less like psychological warfare yes yes especially when you get two of them yeah and they're that age like they're just like they're they're the most ruthless people on the planet and they're doing it in kind of a way where you're like somehow i feel like they're right yeah no i i listened to the whole thing like uh i like was an definitely aged... making fun of dan by the end of it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely look at this old look at this old fucking idiot did they have printing presses were, were, were you definitely <laughs> able to have textbooks they might have put Anne frank in it oh man yeah, no, I, so I listened funny. to it like, because, uh, you know, I um, may have had a smart mouth at times as a teenager, um, perhaps so much so that my parents decided that living with me was not a course of action that they could bear. And uh, I, I was just watching the whole thing like like the elder lion who, you know, knows that uh, that his time in this pride is done, but, <laughs> but sees, you know, the things are still going to be conducted in the way in a way that honors his his uh, his, his liking. You know, I, I listened to the whole thing like 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 I, I mainly was like, fuck, man, we, we need to have a second daughter. I want to make sure that that Izzy has the confidence to deconstruct me in so total a fashion. <laughs> it's funny, too, just in the sense that. You know, he's just got he's got the image of like, boy, he's total master of his domain. And in, a, in several respects, that's clearly true. Mm -hmm. But then whenever uh, a 17 year old and a 15 year old decide it's time to, you know, treat you like they're fucking Michael Jordan and you're waiting beneath the rim. <laughs> yeah, you just you just know they're not going to call a charge. <laughs> <laughs> no one's coming to your aid. No, no. one. Yeah, yeah. That that was very, very. uh that was very fun. Uh, do you think that on that news clip real quick, 
if I just played you that and then I played uh, Tim Robinson, w- would you know which one was fake? I mean, just because I know his voice, that's it. That's it. Because like if, if if it weren't because you do uh or machine sent me the clip last night I can play the clip you want to play the clip sure I could hear it as many times as you want because I bet you that there are I was thinking about this after I saw it like I bet you that gets posted to Facebook and places that don't know who he is and don't know that he's joking and that oh yeah they, they're not all they're empathizing with him because he doesn't sound any more ridiculous than the first guy or the the lady. They're like, "Yeah, you know what? Fuck that. What are we going to do about Halloween?" That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The only thing that like makes me be like, "Oh, this one's a joke" <laughs> is the fact that I've seen him before. Fervin doesn't know we're we're obsessed with the uh the the show uh I think you should leave on Netflix. Best comedy show I've seen, I don't know, in my lifetime. Right up there with Broad City. That's that's one and two. Ah, uh, we're doing this again. That's a weekend troll. <laughs> um and also how i actually feel but uh yeah th- this is a fox news clip that uh that cer- that made the rounds you can't buy paint you can't buy lawn you can't buy lawn fertilizer or grass seed or it's whatever like, just listen on. to that guy's voice and what he's saying really you know it's time for our state to be opened up we're tired of not being able to buy the things that we need go to the hairdressers get our hair done now's when i start to buy my halloween stuff what am I not supposed to buy my Halloween stuff? Really? <laughs> Dude, it, it really is like not like like it's only funny because it's him and like that's that's the only tip that is a joke because it's the it's might it's certainly the second most ridiculous clip might be the third most ridiculous clip of the three clips the woman who's like got to go to the hair salon and then you can't see this because you're uh you're not looking at the video but she leans forward to let you know she's bald on top like she's like no 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 that hair is not looking good she's not saying i need to go to the hair salon because it's doing fine otherwise i think she's saying that it's white up top like maybe maybe that's what i'm seeing it's a low yeah. quality video but i'm letting you know that she does not look good if you want me to agree that there's no hairstylist alive that can save her right now i will yeah like <laughs> her being like what about my hairstyle is not near like it's it's way more over the top than being like i need my halloween stuff <laughs> this is the time when i start buying my halloween stuff <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and also like uh not to get too literal here assuming that the first guy's not a plant and not uh a cast member of i think you should leave like uh i'm staring at my backyard right now tc and this is right around the time of the day where i think that she decides work is done and mm-hmm. uh it's it's chores time it mm-hmm. appears to me that fertilizer and seed is doing pretty well. Mm. So you're 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 glad that you've been able to enjoy these things, and thus do believe that this uh, war veteran of some kind also should have the same rights. Well, I'm saying that I don't think that he doesn't. Like, are you are you are you, am I to believe that there are states where they've said you can't go to hardware stores? Like Texas has had. I mean, maybe that's true. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm but I would in, think uh, it's in Michigan, I believe, is what where uh, this okay. is. Okay, maybe that's why you know their whole because I know that not only in addition to their protests, they had uh, Michigan hardware stores open. They um, they uh, they had some sheriffs, some sheriffs who were going to keep on sheriffing 
um, that said they wouldn't enforce the laws. So that made me think it must have been something oh. like way more hardcore. Okay, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, that makes sense because, you know, they do something else, right? Like they have another function in society besides enforcing laws. So they'll just focus on <laughs> right. that one. Yeah. Okay, this is from April 9th. A story from a Lansing uh, TV station says, while grocery and hardware stores are allowed to remain open, they have to impose limits on the number of people inside and take steps to encourage social uh, social distancing among customers. So, my man... Sounds reasonable to me. I'm pretty sure you can still get seed and fertilizer. Like, yeah. that's his big beef there. That's so much that he's moved to tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just thinking about it. No, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that like that that demonstrates that that I believe that if this clip had run on Fox News, uh, the, the viewers would have nodded along about needing the Halloween stuff just because you're so primed for it. Like whatever that like anything you fill in the blank with, you know, like whenever he's like, you know, it's it, it just fucked up that I can't get my it doesn't matter what he says there, you know, like, yeah. it, like, like most people listening to that are not like, I think he still can buy grass clippings. They're thinking like, fuck yeah, get him his grass clipping. I mean, yeah. uh, how could I get by without grass clippings? <laughs> My Halloween stuff. Get him his Halloween stuff. <laughs> um, I was going to say, oh yeah. Did you hear about Colleyville? Uh, yes, but I've already forgotten why the word Colleyville has come by. Well, Tell two me things. more. And they're, I'm sure they're related. Uh, what you're thinking of is Bud Kennedy writing about the Colleyville congressman who's tweeting about, or congressman, city councilman who's tweeting about Q. Yes. Yes, yes. That is exactly what I'm thinking of. Now, you might think, boy, that seems like the most dangerous thing that could... Uh, Gotta be. That could come out of Colleyville this week, and uh, that's not true. Um, because the uh, mayor of Colleyville, different guy, not sure if he is... Uh, where one goes, we all go, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he has, their mayor has decided to openly disobey the Governor Abbott order. And can't, says can't that... Can't attack it with the Governor Abbott order. Yeah, the Governor Abbott order to Draconian. Known communist Greg Abbott. That's right. Uh, Colleyville will reopen uh, restaurants with patios. So basically, if you have a patio at your restaurant, you can serve people in person out back or out front or wherever it is. See, I I, I have not enjoyed this particular uh, clash, like the, the state intrastate federalism. Well, I yeah, I mean, most of the time, the state coming down and crushing local laws is something that uh, that hurts us. It's very rare that the uh, Republican legislature in Texas. Uh, it just feels like we're we're handing out uh, not nearly enough rights to uh, you know gay and transgender citizens and stuff like that. Um, but uh, this particular question of whether or not it's a good idea, and I mean, like clearly, Colleyville should uh, should should follow you know what the state's doing. I guess I don't know. I'm not a big appeals to authority guy, but uh, it seems clear not like th- this is a time where I'm not really going to spend the bulk of my time wondering whether or not we should uh, listen to authority. I think now is the time to, to, when you can, try try to listen to authority. Um, but the question of whether or not it's a good idea for people to be outside, like like how you know it's, it's become very fun uh, to go off the top rope on anyone who's on a beach in Jacksonville right now, um, when like all the evidence that I'm seeing points to the idea that it, if you're outside and in direct sunlight and, like, the temperature is decent, like, that it's it's not a dangerous environment. 
So yeah, but I don't know that sitting on a patio at a Tex-Mex restaurant would satisfy all of those requirements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's true. And it wasn't just that. They also are opening back up uh, massage and uh, nail salons. Or like, you know, all salons. Basically hair, nail, massage. Because and- those, you know, I mean, you can kind of do that safely. Like that. there's no contact person to person right. there, six feet apart at all times. And while I morph into fucking Bilo, Borat's little brother from the village with my eyebrows connecting all the way to my beard and my, uh, if I can put up with this, Full-on B-Low transformation, I'm going to need everyone else to. Because I'm real tempted Does to that get mean these fuckers waxed now, right now. You had a, a standing weekly appointment just to shape them up? I get it. Uh, I never told you this. I think it's come up, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it's it's a liberating feeling. When I get my hair cut now, I get my eyebrows waxed, and I'm not ashamed of it. Just seems it's like, like a lot uh, of maintenance. It's like opening the... Uh, like uh, the blinds or the draperies on your on your face because my eyebrows grow so you couldn't see through them dude not only can you not see through them like naturally i'm always going to look tired because through I your am. eyebrows my eyebrow i'm kidding about seeing through them thing but okay, it does okay. like put a almost shade over my face and then on the side see i don't really have the unibrow problem too much that you can just grab some tweezers yeah my shit grows on the side all the way over to my ear and then all the way like it's dude it's bad and the first time i got it done the lady who does it was like are you sure you want me to do this like i don't think you you need it and then we got done and she was like i swear to you she was like holy shit he's a new man she was like look you have a your your face why did she allowed no to have that job then uh, I don't know. I guess because they don't, she doesn't probably wax a lot of dudes' eyebrows. She should be the sheriff of knowing whenever an eyebrow waxing is going to be helpful. <laughs> whatever happened to the sheriff of sucking dick or whatever it was? <laughs> I assume he's sucking dick. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe in Michigan he could just The sheriff say, of not... sucking you off, I believe. Sheriff of sucking you off. That's right. Because <laughs> the sucking dick is one thing, funny enough, but the idea that he is going to insist on sucking <laughs> you off uh right that's that's the that's the next level of the joke that's a sheriff who would never abdicate his responsibility nah he the i mean the name's right in the title we should have made sure that they knew that they were called the law following sheriffs right. and then right. they would have not lost sight of their their mission so badly but this is pretty interesting though because uh in a, a buddy of ours um who you know is, manages a bunch of restaurants in the area, and I might even like to have him on sometime soon just to talk about how weird this whole deal is. Like per Bud Kennedy's most recent tweet, Governor Abbott reaffirms his stay home order applies through April thirtieth uh, and overrides local orders. City of Colleyville restaurants cannot reopen patios and businesses cannot open without risking losing liquor license, citation, and unlikely but arrest. Ignore the mayor. So you put these people who run these businesses in the spot yeah. of being like, I mean, dude, it's pretty hard to keep up with this That's shit. That's why it's a fucked up thing for the mayor to do. Now now the no, mayor is totally. shifting the blame to them. Like yeah, half the thing that out? we need you to do right now is just absorb the unpopular stances, you know? Right. But as Dan pointed out today, he's probably thinking, well, you know, some of these people who own these places have given me a lot of pieces of monies yeah. uh, for campaigns and whatnot. So it's just, I think making ordinary citizens try to figure out who's on first when it comes to government orders is a very bad bit. Yeah. Seems like you guys could kind of handle that amongst yourselves. But no, 
That's that 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 feels like a bare minimum that we could come to expect from you. Hey, should we just buy a bunch of barrels of oil with the Patreon? Seems just kind of sit like on it's it. Obviously, the choice. Uh, and then you know maybe if we need to store it somewhere, I could put it in a van. But then someone would cut the brakes on the van. Oh, I thought you were say like then go park it at a federal building. No, 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 no. Well, you got into the van thing, and I was like, "Where's this guy going?" I didn't write the ep- I didn't write the Always Sunny episode. I just <laughs> oh. had to make allusion to it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, so who gets? Who has to be the the oil baron from Texas? <laughs> uh, we can flip a coin. I don't know who wins there. Do you ever do rock paper scissor for diapers? No, but that sounds. Uh, good and high stakes and i should for a while we got really into uh betting like on on just dumb stuff like the neighbors were building a fence in front of a in front of a garage and i was like no way they leave the garage door on when there's also like a a gate like because it's just a gate in front of the garage door you you conceptualize what i'm saying is it on the alley side yes okay yeah that's weird so I was like, yeah, that's weird, but, you know, they're, they're probably not done. Like, whenever she saw it and was like, ah, oh, that, that's weird, I was like, yeah, they, you know, they're just going to do more. They have to do more. And uh, so we, we bet a, a, a kid-free movie, like, that the other one would watch the kid while the other one went to the movies. And uh, we, we did that several times, so actually it just got uh, her back to even. It canceled out a, a movie that I already had accrued, but she did win that one. They, uh, they apparently did think it was a good idea to put a gate directly in front of a door. Well, I mean, I don't know that I've ever seen a garage with a door removed. It's not a regular garage. Like, they've built the structure in the time that we have lived here. Okay. And it's detached from the house. Okay. I guess I could see that. So you're thinking that it's just going to turn into a carport. Yeah, like well, I'm, I'm just area. relying on the idea that surely no, no one would be dumb enough to build this structure and then, you know, within a year be like, but let's put a gate in front of it. Now, but here we are. Were you going to see this movie uh, recently? No, all of this. The the one that she, that I had that, that got wiped out was that uh, she thought that the Giants were going to beat the Eagles in week 17. So this was in within a couple weeks of week 17. Damn, man. So you're not that catching one, me slipping. That one felt like it was going to happen. It did not. Uh, at the time they made the bet, it, it was me, me, her, Josh, and Nikki were watching it, and Josh and I were like, well, it sucks the Cowboys are out. And they were like, nah, I think the Giants are going to come back here. At the time, the Giants were like trailing by 10 in the fourth quarter. Oh, okay, because they were up. Yeah. Like in the second quarter, and, you know, I'm thinking, holy shit, the magical season, the dream season. But they were still kind of, like, uh, hanging on to that. Like, the, the the feeling that you had whenever they were up, once they were down by 10, they did not reset their confidence level in it. And I'm like, guys, down 10's down 10. I don't give a shit about how it was, you know, 15 minutes ago. And as a result, I got a movie credit, but then I squandered it by saying that they wouldn't have a fence in front of a gate. You got greedy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a uh, we're we're big rock paper scissors family over here. I like that. It's best out of 3. Fair. And yeah. uh we usually do it for diapers. Yeah, 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 that's a good one. 
And I don't know, like you said, it's, it is high stakes. There's nothing more like you, you're already changing a diaper, but if you know that you did it because you made the wrong decision, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it hits. Which it is, you know, that that's, you need that. Like that's what makes it fun when you win. And do you make projections before you open the diaper up? Uh, it doesn't feel like a hard game. Oh man, I feel like there's at least seven different types of baby shit. And it's in there in my order of degree of difficulty. Like sometimes nah, you just get sometimes you just consistent. Get like the deer poop. Yeah, that's uh that's a warning sign, right? Should have should drank more in the last twenty four hours. Maybe so, but I mean also, I wanna be clear, we get that like just as often as anything else. I'm I'm not uh I'm just saying that every time I do it I'm like, eh, probably should have done a better job getting some fluids in the child. If you lose rock, paper, scissors and you get deer poop, it's great. Yeah, you kind of feel a relief, easy to clean up. Yeah. Um, what else did I have for you? I have to pull up my little notes page here. Oh, uh, my brother's back in the news. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, he's opening Georgia back up. Yeah, I saw that. So explain the bowling alley thing to me. <laughs> no. The people, the people in Georgia just fucking bowl their nuts off, and that's why it's like a really important thing, because... I go to the bowling alley in the last like ten years. I'm going to the bowling alley to get trashed with my boys. I like bowling like, alleys. Bo- I, I like to bowl, but I feel like I drinking is a part, a pretty big part of bowling, and they're not opening bars. Yeah, I uh, I have no idea. I've, I've I've never been to Georgia, so I can't speak to their uh, intrinsic love of bowling within the state. Although you know, I can certainly stamp for a uh, stump for bowling as an activity. I like it a lot. Um, very bad at it. Never broken a hundred, not once. But uh, boy, no I love getting me, out there I and hit, trying. I hit a two thirty eight once. That's awesome. I mean, I I don't know. I, I would think that you'd be good at it. You you're a you're an athletic guy. Can really kind of you know get it coordinated. I'm that's that's just not me. But like of the things that I fail at athletically, I would say that's in the top five for most enjoyable. Yeah. I like it. And it- for me, it was just that I widened the sample size by taking bowling twice in college. Yeah. So I was bowling twice a week for what basically amounted to be an entire year, save for the summer, and you would bowl two games each time you went. See, I would like that. You're going to hit it eventually, you know? Although I You're- do not like, like, I know I'm bad, and and I... and. all the things people are saying are probably good, but the guy who wants to teach you how to bowl in the middle of this, like... Not the time, just not, you know, like, there's no casual social thing where I want to, like, learn lessons or work on my form. So, no, fuck your form. You just got to find what works for you. Like, I just wing that shit. I yeah, don't but, like, have like, you ever had someone be like, you know, if oh, you kept yeah. your arms straight. You're, t- you're saying you don't think me, the guy who throws, like, somehow they... The, uh, if you're bowling 238, who's telling you anything? Am I right? Yeah, but it's a wide variance, though. Like, I just got hot that day. Yeah. I can usually sit in the low 120 to 140, but one day, it was just cooking. Yeah, I hear that. Because most of the time, like, I can look back at a round and be like, well, if I didn't fall apart and roll six straight gutter balls, I really could have put something together there. Those other frames all have numbers in them. So... I would assume it's like that for you, except you just you found a time where you just put them together so that the the six gutter balls were either in the game before or the game preceding, and we just had a pristine stretch of 
balls all the way down the lane. It's fucking hearing the 30 for 30 music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to talk about Gronk or uh, Michael Jordan's dad? Uh, I mean, what's there to talk about with Gronk? It's, it seems like uh, this is perfect for him. He belongs in Tampa, Florida in general. And I'm glad it's happening. Um, I guess my question is, do you think this would be like uh, the weirdest Super Bowl in the history of the NFL? I don't even really think it's a point. There's any point in considering it. Uh, oh no, bro! Like if they were a semi-salty playoff team, I I think that that would be a considerable achievement that they should feel really proud of. I will bet you almost anything you want to bet right now that they make the playoffs. Uh, I don't want to bet on whether or not they make the playoffs. How about make the Super Bowl? I don't think they're in the game. I don't think there's any way they play in the Super Bowl. We might need to revise this because that team was pretty good last year. I mean, not playoffs good. Jameis throwing 50 interceptable passes. And also throwing for 5,000 yards and being able to get the ball down the field in a way that you would think that a 43-year-old would probably struggle with. He's definitely going to struggle with that. But now he's got an underneath threat. I don't know, man. I think they're going to be... I think they're probably going to be... I'm not saying 6 and 10. I'm just saying there's no way they make the Super Bowl. They They do not play in the game. And then uh, the other thing related to that is what's your confidence level we even have NFL this year? Because I'm like doing this draft show tonight. I'm doing three days of draft coverage Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And at least 10% of my brain the whole time I'm talking about the draft is like, no, this is going to matter. I mean, baseball, Rob Manfred said like, yeah, we're fucking doing it. Like we're, I, I'm not talking about how are you we going to say that all you want mitigating it. But I, I don't know. I, I, I take I take him at his like that's there's statements that you make where you should kind of like add a grain of salt. And I just I just don't think that's one of them. Like, why would he stake to that if he didn't intend to follow through? Like if he didn't see some kind of path because projecting confidence has value. Yeah, but it under like the, that value is gone if like you're you're later revealed to be wrong. Like in a crisis like this, like it, you, the trust in your word is you know one of the most valuable things. And for him to gamble that to me meant that he thought he was pretty certain that what he was saying was accurate. So has he gone further on? Because I know today, like they announced the three state thing. I did not see. I just saw that that he had said, like I saw a tweet that was probably just like from whatever thing that they announced, um, that uh, that it, that he was like, yeah, we're 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 playing this year. The three state thing, I guess, is that they would uh, would that they you know I think it's Arizona, Florida, and Texas, and that they would take advantage of all the parks in those states. And you wouldn't be able, like, I guess you'd have, I don't know, <laughs> like three leagues instead of two. And the 10 teams would I play I really each. don't get the point of, like, the Phoenix plan really seems better to me. Because, the like. Bubble? Well, just, the bubble? The biodome? You can actually do it. Like, you're you're increasing so much risk. Like, just the, the, the idea of, like, going around Florida. Like, Florida, it contains considerably more travel then uh, the, the, cac- the Cactus League has a lot less travel than the Grapefruit League. Like the Grapefruit League, you've got teams in Miami and teams in Tampa. Um, not a lot of teams in Miami, but there are some. 
Uh, it's more like northern Miami suburbs. Like there's no, there's nothing in like downtown Miami. But it's it's the kind of thing where if you were trying to play an away game there, uh, you're talking about like a three hour drive there and back, so you probably can't do it within the day. So you're making hotel arrangements. Whereas Phoenix is like you could just stay in the same hotel the entire time you're yeah. there. Nothing changes whatever like it, it just seems so self-contained and the risk could be so low and like it's the one sport where you know i mean like if, if basketball was down to uh like we're, we're willing to play in like any kind of like as long as there's a court then there's plenty of cities that have enough courts to uh host them like chicago would do fine um it's it's too bad that new york is the most dangerous place on the planet right now because an NBA season played out exclusively in like the various nice courts around uh, New York would be really fucking cool. Um, but like, there's no, there's no yeah, NFL thing, be. right? Like would, would Dallas almost be like the closest to like there's just no, being able to, there's no doubt roll out enough fields. And like, again, if you're, if you're like spectators are no problem, like we'll just play on as long as it's going to field. I, I guess you could do it here, but just, Baseball, by dint of the fact that they have facilities, team-owned facilities, already in you know close, close proximity to each other, the fact that they play like a shadow season in one city for a couple months a year is like an extremely fortuitous thing that the other teams don't have, the other sports don't have, and I don't know why they would give up that extremely unique advantage. Uh, but you know, whatever. Yeah, because to me, it doesn't really. Okay, so you're going to use Houston, Arlington. And then I guess the various colleges around that's like, I think what Evans plans it like, that seems like, yeah. And like round a, rock round rock. Yeah. Corpus, but that seem, that San Antonio like has a, a stadium. lot of travel. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like these, it's these almost things seems like, what's the point to just be like, Hey, it's within a state. Like, uh, it, it feels like you're, you're kind of papering over the actual differences here. Like it's not like the grapefruit league is spread out throughout the entire state of Arizona. I, I don't think that there's even any teams in Tucson anymore. I could be wrong about that. But I, I, I was seeing that the plan was like, even if there are parks in Tucson, like, fuck it, we're not using those. We're just doing, you know, you got Chase Field, you got Arizona State. Uh, Arizona State both has a facility that they used to use. And uh, I think that they're currently playing like one of the spring training homes of someone else. So like both those are on the table. And then all the team parks, like, I don't know. It's uh. It's, it seems like the best choice to me, but I'm, I'm not privy to all the information. Okay, well, before we get to the actual episode, but I think if I any of the I think of any of the sports play that it's hard for me to imagine that the NFL's like, well, baseball was willing to bite that bullet, but we're not. Yeah, but for all the reasons you just laid out, though, I mean, they might not have logistically. There might not be a, an option for them. I really think here would be the best one. I'd be interested to know just, you know, football stadiums per capita. Oh, dude, we've got to be, especially if you were talking about like facilities that could be somehow modified into the closest thing that NFL players are used to. We've got to I mean, be number one. There's a ton one. of players coming out of South Florida, but I, I don't know, like the nature of real estate there is that, you know, having football stadiums every every block is uh, kind of kind of tricky to do. Dude, the stadiums in north, the northern part of the Metroplex are nicer than probably what half of the NFL played in in college. Yeah, kind of, I, if that's an exaggeration, it's a slight one. You know, I mean, think about it, dude. I mean, like a significant portion of dudes who play in the NFL are not from Power Five conferences. 
Yeah. No, I mean, I would say you, that- you're talking about AT&T, you're talking about the star. Uh, you'd use Toyota Stadium, Dragon Stadium, the Allen one. The is, Was it uh, Garland that recently had a crazy one off the top rope? I feel like Prosper has a pretty crazy one. I mean, like I even, even like uh, Clark and um, drawing a blank on where uh, Plano West uses. Even, you know, your Wildcat Ram like would uh, would work. Yeah. Um, I think they should do that. But I want I want you to get on wax about this before we see because I know this one of the episodes coming this Sunday on the Last Dance is Rodman. Okay, which I'm kind of Rodmaned out. To be honest with you, like there's a surprising amount of Rodman content in the last he, couple of years. Yeah, and it was cool. Like when Dan asked Dirk about Rodman when we had him on last week, and he had a really you know it was interesting from Dirk's standpoint. But I don't know. I just kind of got really beaten by Rodman, and then like. You know, seeing him when he was at Ticketstock and sort of being around, he's just, <laughs> I know some people will say he's like a really nice guy, actually, but I don't know. It just seems like it's, I know he you played You feel odd about giving him the attention whenever it's like that clear that he wants it? Is it like that kind of thing? Yeah, that's probably it. And that I know he was an important part of these teams, but to, to treat him with the same, hey, here's a Pippin episode, here's a Rodman episode, that ain't right. I, I mean, even the Pippin episode wasn't a hundred percent Pippin. I, I think that they'll probably like weave different stuff in and out. I, I like that they've done that so far. I'm sure they will, but I still don't. I don't really care to hear about how bad Dennis Robbins' upbringing was again because I've heard it like a million times. I mean, um, let's let's see what they do with it before we uh, before we slag it. Like, just the story of how he gets there is is interesting to me. You know the, the the bad boy Pistons. Like I, I I would assume that they'll take some time to talk about that, which I feel is very very important. The fact that there's a team that won back to back titles before the Bulls started has always been a an interesting part of the history to me. And then that one of the players who was key to those teams then played on the Bulls. That's that's all pretty straightforward, interesting sports stories. Damn, I always forget Robin was a spur too. That's crazy. Um, but. I, I don't know what week it's going to be, but I want I want your before you get polluted by the noise take on. Do you really, honest to God, believe Michael Jordan just decided to go play baseball for two years of his own volition, volition, and that's all there was to that? Yes, I do. Okay, that's I just, think it's. Is it, it's it's a it's a difficult event to understand by any lens. Like uh, it, you know, kind of the, the more I go along, the more the thing. Like I've always had a fondness for pulling the ripcord and being like, "Fuck it, I'm out of here!" Right? So like yes. I, I I get it I get it from that standpoint. Um, but yeah, I mean it's. There's no easy explanation, right? Like that's <laughs> a, you're, you're 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 struggling. No, but I'm I'm just saying like it's it's not like I I want to like the what I, what I think is a good play here is for me to go to the mat telling you that that everyone would uh, quit the sport after three straight championships and and go play something that they're not as good at. Uh, you know, it's never happened before. I don't anticipate it'll happen again. It's really fucking weird. Uh, but I think that it's a different realm of weird 
with no supporting evidence nothing like you're just like you are you are flouting occam's razor in the most flagrant way possible to be like like the, the simplest explanation here is that his dad ran into two fucking bad dudes who robbed him i don't actually believe that happens all the time yeah i mean the that that's a it there's definitely some weird shit on the back end of that like where you know i think that both only one of the dudes testified um and i think that there might have been some some possible some evidence that wasn't included in 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 the trial um but i don't i don't really believe that (laughs) good um but I absolutely believe the gambling uh, conspiracy theory 100%. I 100% believe that David Stern came to a Jordan and said, we'll drop this investigation, but you got to retire. So was and there, then, is, it, is it on the record there's an open investigation into his gambling? Uh, I don't really know. Or are you no, fabricating I mean, that? To- I, guess I, I guess, yeah, I'm fabricating that part also. Um, no, it's just one of those things you hear a lot about, right? That he, he really was getting way out of control with his numbers that he, you know, and I mean, what is that for him though? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you're saying proportionally, if it's not that big of a deal, like, like, I mean, I heard that he used to win and lose like a million dollars on the golf course. Like it was nothing. Yeah. But like. Think about it. Think about the levels of, hey, I'm fucked with this gambling thing, right? Like, there's, you know, boy, I'm so fucked that, like, I might have to go back to the family and tell them, like, we can't take this vacation. And there's, like, I'm so fucked that, like, uh, you know, I've, I've, I'm going to have to, like, take out a loan. You know, like, so not only did I waste my savings that we we're going to spend on vacation, I've got to, got to take out a loan. And then I would think that the only kind of fucked where like, you're like, fine is like, so fucked you can't fix it. And so fucked you can't fix it for him is not just he spent everything that he has, but he spent everything that anyone would be reasonably uh, assured that he could get in the future. Like, if you're telling me you're him, where in reality coming down the pike is a a year where he plays basketball and for that privilege is paid 39 million dollars uh that 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 guy like is is in a problem he can't solve and his solution to it is i'm going to stop earning uh yeah i mean i think okay so here's my 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 four let's say four-pronged approach here one the press conference has always been uh, that's like line one, right? The when he said he would come back if David Stern lets me back in the league. But then the flip side of that is, well, why the fuck would he even hint at that if that were real? But he did say yeah. that. Okay, he did say that, and he did say well, to that that, uh, that 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 alone is not uh, convincing. We said you have four. He uh, there was a book called Michael and Me: Our Gambling Addiction, and I guess it was just some guy that gambled with Jordan a whole lot. And he, I think, detailed that, yeah, like he, that he had won about a million dollars from Jordan golfing. And then a writer, Bob Green, uh, a sports writer in 1992, uh, and talking to Jordan, Jordan said, Was I gambling with goons who had bad reputations? Yes, I was. Uh, a guy named Eddie Dow, 
who was a bail bondsman and known gambler, was murdered in Atlantic City, I believe, uh, in a home invasion robbery in 1992. When they found his body, he had three checks from Jordan totaling over $100,000. Um, I mean, if, just, if you're it, trying it, to convince me that he gambled heavily in a, in a way that it was probably not advisable, like, uh, you know, done, you, you've succeeded. But to then say that, that it's like a, a backroom deal to get him, like, why does the NBA want that? What are they well, getting out of that? So I guess like that if they did have to investigate it and they actually, you know, not backroom, they do. If they find if if that turns out that he's like in over his head that much, then uh, you know, that's really really bad for the league. And then the la- the last tenet of my approach here is mo- mostly just the psychological one of you know, so this is the the dude who just he's addicted to winning. Uh, he just wants to win championships, and then he's like, like I jokingly tweeted to Bob the other day, like, uh, "quote LeBron James decides to just try his hand at Overwatch for a year." Like, so on one hand, I'm being told like, what makes this dude different is that he will never ever he he cannot conceive of doing anything but trying to kill his competition, and in this sense, it's basketball. And then he's just like. Yeah, I guess I'll just go away for a couple years. Fuck around and Dude, play you my don't league think baseball. That after his experience, like his his life as he led it, that that you might get to the end of three and be like, I need something else. That's the the psychological thing almost makes too much. Like, like this is a unique thing and it's it's insane that it happened. It is so fucking insane that it happened. <laughs> but it it kind of makes like you you squint and start to see it whenever you think about that aspect of it of like i could absolutely see him being like this is not giving me the same high i gotta do something else like i gotta try another drug and like like if i could win a world series like then then they would see that like because he he thought that winning three straight championships was going to quench in, ep- in emptiness inside him, and then he won three straight championships, and he's like, well, wasn't that. Uh, that, that. That did not quench it. I still feel it. What possibly could? Like, being like, yeah, I'm going to be an all-time number three hitter of, you know, a, g- a good team. Like, that, you know, maybe that'll do it. I think that makes as much sense or more than the commissioner came to him and, like... I just fundamentally believe that anything like that, the the number of conspiracies that involved more than like so, are you saying that you think that uh, that it's it's just Stern? But I mean, like Stern's got people he's got to answer to, right? Like it's not like Stern independently found out about the gambling stuff. There had to be people in Stern's ears. If you're saying it's enough of a problem that he went and he backroom suspended him. That, uh, that then in my scenario, he caught wind of it before it got to the people that he couldn't keep it from. But someone knew. My, my point is that I don't think there's the, the, the list of conspiracies carried out between more than two people is uh, short, if not non existent. Like, that's just that's not how humans work. If there's a time where you th- where you're alleging something where you, the list of people who knew about it is longer than two and none of them ever talked, none of them doubted the other ones and thought that, well, that fucker's talking to reporters, so I'm going to talk to a reporter. I we think that that just Epstein misunderstands thing. human nature. What'd you say? So we just did the Epstein thing. <laughs> I know. 
The Epstein thing is... I included more equivocation in my previous statements than I would have otherwise. In fact, you could probably find in the history of this podcast me giving that speech uh, with, with, with more forcefulness just right. because of the, the Epstein thing. This one included, there's a short list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I would have said, no, never, never happened. And but then the, I do my have final to look. tenant, and because everything you're saying does kind of make sense, although I'm still going to stand by this, uh, it's just that it's baseball. Yeah, I just don't. I mean, I. I mean, nobody's ever been bored enough with winning basketball championships without there being something a little fishy going on to choose baseball. It makes total sense to me that someone would be like, "Yeah, I mean, I'm doing really well at this, but it's just fucking basketball. How big could it be? I got to play America's pastime." Oh, I mean, the proof is in the pudding, my man. Disgusting. The, the guy, the guy, you know, did as much on basketball as he could do, and was like, eh, "It's just not that much." You then know. why'd he go back? Because he, because he couldn't hack it with baseball. It's too cool. Oh, okay. it's too cool. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, I can't swim in this world. He saw Frank Thomas, and he's like, "I'm not getting to that." Oh my god, dude. Oh my god. So I do have, I, I do have the. Uh, so they got away with that, huh? It's not oh, going to yeah, take let's long. Do it. It's not going to take long, but it is good. Um, I forgot. For so you, so they got away with that, huh? For this week, the person I would like to submit to you, and we can examine whether or not you believe they in fact got away with that, huh? Is the nine eleven anthrax mailer? Oh, right on. Who, who, who faced charges for that, Jake? Uh, man, I thought they got somebody. There was a guy who committed suicide that oh. after he committed suicide, they did a good amount of, hey, you know what? We were about to, uh, about to nab him. And so he just knew that it was going on. So he, so he checked out, but he pulled there's a, also uh, sources. Aubrey McClendon. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but there's also sources that uh, will tell you that that's, that he was being investigated, but that it's a pretty big stretch to say that they were like going to arrest him tomorrow. And that guy, uh, some of their strongest evidence. So this whole thing, it's just fucking great from starts fit. Not, not that uh, people died of anthrax. Oh, you're pretty giddy there, chief. <laughs> want to be clear, but this, <laughs> it's a juicy story. I, I think it's crying out for a, uh, a long and excellent uh, documentary. And if, if one already exists and don't tell me if it's, I feel like there's just such a difference between having a documentary about it and, and having, you know, uh, Joe exotic tiger King about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, we need, we need, Seven episodes. Yes. I need seven episodes. I need America's Greatest Minds, investigative minds, bringing everything they have to bear on it. I, I need the good stuff. Um, but so there was, uh, there was two sets of anthrax mailed out, right? Um, and let me make sure that I am correct about this. Uh, I, I, I want to say that they were both sent from like the greater New York area but that it wasn't necessarily um, the uh, the exact same mailbox. But there was, there was two attacks. So there's, there's one on, uh, in September, September 18th, uh, Trenton, New Jersey, postmark dated September 18, 2001. Uh, those five letters were all mailed to media organizations. Um, then there's a second set of letters 
that were all mailed to government officials. So Tom Daschle, Patrick Leahy, uh, and um, uh, a cu- couple other like folks involved in government, both both of those are senators, um, were, were sent them. And the second set in particular, uh, like, has a concentration of anthrax that would not occur in the wild. Like, you know, if, if you're trying to make your own anthrax at home, you would not come within you know, a hundred years of, of being able to get this type of concentration. And, uh, also that, uh, it had a compound included in it that would make it airborne like that, okay. that so that it was light enough so that it could, so that the particles could be picked up in the air and then inhaled like that. That takes something that that takes a level of expertise. That's not just garden anthrax. You buy off the shelf. You can't buy anthrax off the shelf. I want to be clear, but, uh, you know what I'm saying? So, a big part of this entire thing is that the number of people who have access to this sort of anthrax is an extremely short list. And I don't know what to make of this exactly, but uh, certainly everyone on that list works for the government. So, you know, if, if you're, if you're trying to, to solve this, you're either asking yourself which government agent like went rogue and decided, I'm, I've got my own personal problems and I think that a good way to, to, to hash them out would be to, uh, to do something crazy or you could start asking yourself which government agency made a strategic decision to send anthrax to Tom Daschle. So, well, I think you know which one I like. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know that you can prove either, but, uh, that, that, that tends to be the nature of these things. Um, but yeah, so this guy, uh, Bruce Edward Evans is, uh, the gen- gentleman who, uh, killed himself, um, whenever, you know, supposedly the, uh, the, the noose was tightening. Um, he definitely appeared to have the general profile of the kind of guy who'd be like, I'm just going to do some crazy shit. Um, He had a group therapy session where uh, he told the therapist that he had plans to kill his coworkers and go out in a blaze of glory. That was in 2008. I thought your therapist was supposed to keep their fucking mouth shut. That is also what I thought, but here I am on the Wikipedia page. Um, Oh, the therapist stated in an application for a restraining order. Okay, yeah. So, so what, is there anything in the rest of the sentence that could make it so that you were like, eh, this is normal? Mm. Um, there's an interesting thing with... So he was somewhat involved in the investigation in, to find out who exactly did this. And uh, it's kind of hard to follow, but the short summary is that the way everything played out the FBI ended up confused about what anthrax they had and what anthrax he had. And some people could say that was because he was attempting to confuse them. Like that he was acting like that. If you were, if you were set out to find the murderer and the murderer was you, then uh, you might just be doing some weird stuff to throw people off the scent. So there's, there's stuff where like, if you read it a certain way, like it's, you know, like boy, he's acting weird. Um, there was also times that he would talk to people about the whole thing and, uh, made a, a series of what they call non-denial denials. Um, so he says things like, I can tell you, I don't have it in my heart to kill anybody. Like, isn't it a little <laughs> easier to say I've never killed anybody? Right. 
Um, things like that. Uh, yeah, I, I can tell you, I am not a killer at heart. <laughs> Those are the only <laughs> things the killers say. Um, but the biggest thing is, in terms of the kind of shit that I was talking about, of trying to have from you on Jordan, of cold hard evidence nailing this down there's there's just none of that uh they they couldn't put him anywhere near the mailbox that was sent for this he worked at a, a fort in uh, maryland and uh it's sent for new jersey so you know i guess it's possible to drive from maryland to new jersey undetected in 2001 especially pre 911 which you know most of 2000 was was so i guess that's redundant um the, 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 yeah maybe but it's not easy. I think that the likelihood would be that there was some proof that he'd gone to this mailbox. Uh, and they also did a, a, a hard search uh, for any spores in his home, in his vehicle, stuff like that. And I, it's my understanding that it's, it's virtually impossible to imagine a scenario where you took out anthrax and was, were trying to make it so that even a close study of, of your things would make it so that it would show up that you didn't have anthrax and pull that off. Um, so... You know, the whole thing's kind of murky, but I just think it's absolutely insane given the tone after this all occurred that we're sitting here in 2020 and are like, we sort of got a shaky case on a dude who's now dead. That's that's the answer the American people have accepted. Yeah, because I remember, you know, this this shit got put on Al Qaeda pretty quickly. Yeah, and there is an interesting thing where uh, one of the one of the bombers had been to see a doctor, uh, and the doctor like kind of reexamined his files after he had all this information. So take that however you want to take that. Uh, but like with an eye looking back on what he saw was like, you know what? The thing that makes most sense for that is anthrax exposure. Now all of the postmarks are these letters were put into mailboxes after nine eleven. So it's not like they could have uh, sent them, done the planes, and then had the letters arrive somewhere. Um, but, you know, they, they could give someone a letter and be like, hey, you know, I'll give you $1,000 to put this in a week from now or something. I don't know. I don't know. When was uh, when were we supposed to buy duct tape and shit? What is it, 2003? I don't remember. Because of anthrax? Uh, yeah, dude, you don't remember this? We were supposed to buy like saran wrap. I mean, if it was 2003, no one was telling me, you know? Yeah, I know, but you know, I'm trying to think of what this was related to, but, um, I think like somehow we got, we got hot back on potential terrorist attack in 03 and we, do you remember the, oh buddy, do you remember, uh, the threat level colors? I do because the summer before my senior year, uh, there was like a leadership thing I was invited to in Washington and the Excel people were like, uh, leadership, we like leadership. Uh, so they were like, yeah, you and your brother can just go have fucking summer camp in DC. Craziest thing that happened at Excel, like that they were like, yeah, that's good. And I mean, like it was fine. But while we were in DC, they were like, got to go up to orange. And like, you know, it was, it was everywhere. It was that on, must on have the been at this of, time. Yeah, yeah. So that would have been like uh, summer of 2004. So I, I don't hmm. remember anyone like handing me a thing of saran wrap then. Well, uh, I'm trying. I don't remember what the genesis of this was. Like what threat got us here? But yeah, people were buying uh, saran wrap, duct tape, 
and it was like we were told about how to um, turn off ventilation in your home. Oh wow! If if if, if once we found out that the like I guess this is all about a chemical, you know, a biological attack. Mm-hmm. But it's just like that. That's the early two thousands version of. Yeah, I guess uh, we're getting nuked. Get under your desk. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I haven't probably... Turn off ventilation in my house and I'm going to be fine? What if I, I step one step yeah. outside my house at any point? <laughs> I haven't, like, effectively wrapped a piece of pizza with saran wrap in my life. Like, so I'm not sure that I can <laughs> yeah. be trusted to, like, proof this home. <laughs> just uh, I, just go do put a couple uh, layers of saran wrap on around your... Uh, just around your head, around your face. <laughs> In my mind, that was related to anthrax, but I guess not. It's so weird how all that shit just runs together. But yeah, in my mind, and I I don't know. I guess I it's all four of those years, like oh one to oh four, they all seem the same to me. Yeah, like just all nine eleven into Iraq, just all all that shit is the same. Like all right, whatever you guys got going on over there, let me know when it's over. Please don't draft me. So that's pretty much all I knew. Everyone agree seems to agree that uh, the the anthrax, like whenever they're putting together lists of places it could have come from, and it's an interesting thing because uh, I believe in the time since then, like as this was all unfolding, they were like, "Well, there's just never been any way to know what kind of anthrax this is, and there never will be one." And like now, like they, if this happened today, they'd be like, "Oh, this is this anthrax from this." spot and like we've just come a long way in our ability to analyze the dna of the anthrax sample and and, uh draw conclusions based on that but so uh people generally believe that the the anthrax used in this came from a a store of anthrax uh from a government facility in ames iowa and uh so they'll call this the Ames strain of anthrax i don't know if those ever words have been uh passed by you but anyways i don't know uh, that is not intimidating (laughs) the Ames strain that sounds like an easy road win to me. <laughs> if you put anything before strain, I feel like it, it kind of takes a menacing... Like the Kemp strain, I'd be like, ooh, I don't want to... Unless it's a weed thing. Yeah, but I don't know, because I'm just imme- immediately thinking of like 15 years of bad Cyclone football. <laughs> you know, they were a decent team last year, at least against a lot of the teams that played them in the bowl game. They sort They've of had a recent, a recent come up, yes, with. but... Oh, are you going to brag about a win over Iowa State right now? Camping World Bowl selects whoever our opponent's going to be. Can't play anyone else. Well, the really interesting thing about that is that when college football does come back, all of the bowls that Notre Dame is used to qualifying for over the last 20 years are going to be gone. What does that mean? All those like lower-tier bowls are going to be gone. Is the Cotton Bowl a lower-tier bowl? Keep going. Well, Camping World, yes. Is the Fiesta Bowl a lower-tier bowl? Keep keep going. I mean, I'm just thinking about bowls we've been to in the last five years. <laughs> those those you'll still be eligible for. I personally think that the Citrus Bowl has a long and storied history that should be respected by all. What about the Pinstripe? That was 2013. That was a cheap <laughs> shot. That was a long time. I said five years. <laughs> Do you know how many steps we've taken since then? How many strides we've made? What about the Champ Sports Bowl? Well, I mean, that one's got cut. one that's before the fucking pinstripe. So already out of the sample, I was clear about that Two, We played Florida state 
And that line that started that game uh, was absolutely the line that Florida State deployed to win the national title. So anyone who knew anything about football would actually find that to be quite an interesting, saucy matchup that we led for most of the contest. <laughs> what about the insight.com ball? <laughs> All right, that's like 20 fucking years ago, dude. I'm not, I'm not dignifying that with a response. But I've got more to tell you about the aim strain. Okay. So... Sorry. The uh, the second so we like I said we've got two mailings on September eighteenth two thousand one uh, Trenton New Jersey postmark October 9th, same mailbox uh, two more letters these are the ones that hit the senator's offices uh, October 9th is the day on that on October tenth the Ames Iowa laboratory that the government owned decided that the best thing for Evern involved is if they just destroyed all of the anthrax they had and no one be able to ask any more questions or know about what happened ever again. So you can't match it up. Can't look at it. Doesn't exist anymore. Explanation? Well, you know, we got a lot of anthrax flying around. Hate for any of get down, you know. <laughs> Spring Looks, cleaning Maybe some fall. already has. Let's just, uh, before, until we can figure out what's going on, Let's just destroy all of the anthrax we have, and then we'll we'll just do our best to sort everything out after that. I'm gonna pop a quick H on this box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, just just trying to to get through. And I mean, that's the kind of like like I do look at that, and I I, I regard it in a way that my tone up to this point has uh, has included. But to go back to the Jordan thing, like that was a CDC and FBI joint decision to destroy the Iowa anthrax archive, which. Again, I just think it's so awesome that the, the Iowa Anthrax Archive exists. <laughs> like, that's fucking yeah. crazy. I don't think it's awesome. We probably don't need to be keeping a lot of anthrax around. Um, it, it invites the possibility that someone could, like, leave a door open in Iowa, and uh, now we're fucked. But, um, so, I, I don't think that the highest levels of the FBI and the CDC got together and without exposure to Congress was like, so we all know we were trying to kill Tom Daschle and we want to cover it up now, right? Like, I, I don't believe that that meeting can occur. You know, I, I, I just, yeah. that's, that's far-fetched beyond the realm of things that, that I'm willing to sign up for. So, you know, I don't know what to think of the fact that uh, the, I, I don't want to go down the path. My, my point in bringing all this up is to just let you know that whoever sent those letters Chances are, based on the evidence I'm looking at, not a fucking thing ever happened to them. And the best case is that the, the, the most justice you were able to get is that they asked a bunch of hard questions to the dude who did it, never laid any charges on him, and he was a troubled guy anyway, so he saw himself out. So I guess you could have an argument about whether or not that's getting away with it, huh? But it's not the justice that our, our, our system uh, is, is hoping to uh, inflict on someone who sends the anthrax to, uh, to noted senators. But here we are. Yeah, I would say that is getting away with it, especially on the heels of our conversation Saturday night about Stephen Paddock. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess there's a varying degrees of how much damage you caused and if a suicide is uh, forced or otherwise enough. But... You know, I would say that he kind of got away with it. I yeah. had an email that I'm and I really next feel week. like chances are it's not him. Yeah, so, I, that's what it sounds like. Sounds like a patsy. Whoever sent those letters, they're just walking around telling their friends, hey, you remember that time I sent all those letters? That was crazy. They're probably not doing that. But no, they're probably not, but they could. 
I'm just I'm just saying the level of casualness that they're able to live with the fact that they perpetrated one of the uh, one of the great attacks in our nation's history. Uh, you just you would not have believed it on you know September nineteenth, two thousand one. I got to be honest. The last time I thought about this, I was like a hundred percent certain that someone with uh, uh, an Arabic last name ended up getting caught for this and is in jail, like in Colorado right now. That's what I think most people think. Yeah, I mean, that's so I I just wanted to bring the, the last some awareness about it to the fact that someone appears to have got away with it, huh? Well, next week uh, I will read for you the very long email I got from someone who. Uh, who rented a property from Stephen Paddock in Mesquite. Wow. All <laughs> After right. we talked what about it tease. Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. That's that's for next week. All we're, right, we'll we're doing that on Saturday? Let's do it uh, next Tuesday. We'll also have a Saturday episode, though. After the draft, okay. I'll just roll right the fuck in there, baby. Love it. Love it. All right. That's it for tonight. The high school special is next, so until tomorrow. For everyone who's been a part of this one, I'm TC and Jake. We do thank you for watching. Good night.